It is time now for the business news, and Kim Moody is with us. Tinakwe, Kim. New spending data shows households are holding back. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, households are reluctant to spend on big-ticket items, although overall consumer spending is higher, according to Kiwi Bank. The bank's data for the three months ended June showed card spending rebounded 4% over the last quarter and increased almost 5% compared to a year ago. However, Kiwi Bank economists say that while total spending is up, there are some shifting preferences. Senior economist Mary Jo Vergara says low levels of unemployment continue to support household spending, but disposable incomes are being squeezed. We have seen that although aggregate spending is holding up when we look at the categories, what exactly they're spending on, we're seeing that they're actually pulling back on those discretionary non-essential goods, you know, um, household contents and furnishings, for example, had such a big run-up over the pandemic with people spending their lockdown savings. But we are now in an environment where it's much more expensive with higher interest rates and high consumer prices. So in that environment, we're seeing that households are bending on those staples like petrol and, and food items. We are seeing in terms of volume, when you kind of try, uh, when you try to uh, strip away the effects of higher prices, we are seeing that um, it is a bit more subdued than the nominal value would suggest. Mary Jo Vergara says spending slumped 6% annually on discretionary items such as home furnishings and contents. A director of an agri-services business, uh, PGG Wrightson, involved in a securities law investigation in Singapore, is stepping down to further avoid entangling the company. Lee Ju Hai, a representative of PGW's major shareholder, Agria, has told the company he will not seek re-election as a director at the annual meeting in October to remove the distraction and attention it's causing. Here's business editor Giles Beckford. Mr Lee was arrested and charged by Singapore police in March for alleged breaches of Singapore's information disclosure rules. However, PGG writes and didn't acknowledge the matter until the end of June when it said he would continue as chair and a director because he was defending the charges, was entitled to a presumption of innocence and could continue his duties unaffected. A week ago it said Mr Lee would be replaced as chair but remain a director, repeating its previous comments about his suitability and ability to stay on the board. This morning, PGT Wrightson has said Mr Lee will not seek re-election in the best interests of the company and to remove the speculation his position is fueling. He's been thanked for his principled decision. Singapore police have laid charges against Mr Lee and other directors of the now-failed Singapore company High Flux over disclosures made when the company was raising money. The growing gender gap in KiwiSaver balances does not appear to be down to women's fund choice, withdrawals or suspensions. New research from the Retirement Commission shows men have, on average, 25% more money in their KiwiSaver balance compared to women. The gender savings gap has grown 5% over the past year. Director of Policy and Research Susie Morrissey says the pay gap of more than 9% is likely a factor. If a woman is paid less, her contributions will be less, as is the time women take out of work to raise children and a higher prevalence of part-time work. However, she says the idea that women are more risk-averse when allocating their funds is not backed up by the research. 
So we've got as much data as we we're able to get. It's a bit complicated because, of course, we can split our KiwiSaver funds, you know, over a different types of funds. So it's a bit difficult to get the data. But what we were able to see was that the correlate in terms of investment type is actually fund size. So if you've got a smaller amount of KiwiSaver, you're more likely to be in a conservative fund. There's a correlation between those two things. So and that applies to men as well. If men have a small balance, they're also likely to be in a conservative type funds as opposed to growth funds. So men do have more invested in growth funds, but that speaks to their balance size rather than necessarily any male or female risk profile. Susie Morrissey says the widest gap was between men and women in their 40s and 50s, where women had up to $14,500 less, or 37% less, in their KiwiSaver than men. Drug maker AFT Pharmaceuticals is expanding its international footprint by launching new online stores. The maker of the Maxagensic pain relief medicine has opened new AFT branded stores on the Amazon websites in Australia and North America. But its flagship Maxagensic drug will not be available on the sites as it will be prescription only in the US once available and as pharmacist only in Australia. The North American site will primarily focus on its range of vitamins, while the Australian market will have broader overview of will have broader over-the-counter medicines. AFT Managing Director Hartley Atkinson says despite not offering Maxagensic, the Amazon platform provides potential for further growth. The nutritional supplement market size in the United States is certainly significant. It's valued at over $50 billion and growing year on year. I mean, look, we're just looking at our product and adding to our sales, like, for example, in New Zealand, with our liposomal vitamins, we sell in excess of $3 million a year, and we've launched them in Australia where we're making progress. And this is just basically adding to the footprint, really. That's AFT Managing Director Hartley Atkinson.